Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with a new low for the greatest of all time. Worst losing streak in 20 years for Tampa Tom. Is it over for the GOAT? was last night a new beginning for one of his challengers. Lamar, Lamarvelous, with everybody hurt. We're all over a Thursday night thriller. And we're ready for more football. Can A.A. Ron pull off the upset of the year as he shuffles off to Buffalo? It's a football Friday, people, and we're ready to go as we get up with you. Starting right now. Delighted you are there. Delighted they are here. Oh, look at the sun behind us. I'm the showing sun. the mint. It looks good. Brooke got a birthday today. Oh, birthday. Birthday. Ryan, birthday. Ryan Clark will join us in a moment. We are ready to go, and it starts with a Thursday night thriller. What a game last night because the storylines were abundant. We pick it up with Tampa Tom and the Bucks taking on the Baltimore Ravens midway through the first. Bucks trailing 3-0, and Sacho, such good moments and spots for Brady. They were great moments, especially early on in the game, not only from Tom Brady, but also from Tampa Bay's defense. Chris Godwin with a 44 yard gain there. That would set up this second and goal. This is just a bad ball here for Mike Evans, who's wide open, Sam. Yeah, he was wide open. Now, he did get held, but still, you expect Tom Brady to make this pass, even with Mike Evans being held early. Absolutely. A missed opportunity for Tampa. Later in the drive, though, second and goal. Ninko Fournette punches it home. Hand it off. Let Fournette do the rest of the work. Good drive here in the opening drive of the game. It's their first first quarter touchdown of the season. 7-3 Tampa. 10-3 Tampa in the third, mm. and here comes Lamar. Well, the worst part about this is look at the Tampa Bay defenders. Look at the linebackers. Oh. Tampa White getting pancaked in the back. It was not going to be a good half. Half, at least second half for Tampa Bay. Attention, Jeff Saturday. The Ravens rushed for 231 yards last night and then finding Kenyon Drake for the quick touchdown. Bad eyes once again. Devin White, you got to know where your work is. Works in the backfield. I know the motion threw you off. Keep your eyes where your work is. Tied at 10. Brady, third and two. Mike Evans, Ninko, miscommunication. Uh, yeah, from the first drive, everything looked like it was going to be great for the rest of the game, but no, stagnant. Look at Tom on the sideline. It's just been that kind of year. And then Isaiah likely emerged with everyone else around him hurt Sacho. Outside of, out of Coastal Carolina, he was making plays. Mark Andrews got injured, but he stepped up big, not just this game, all season. Andrews long. hurt. Rashad Bateman hurt. Isaiah Likely, six catches, picking up the slack. 17-10 Baltimore. Fourth quarter, Bucks at the 13 with a chance. What, what is this play, Ninko? Should have been picked off. Uh, this is not how you draw it up. Not like that. So, again, Tampa trying to figure out the, their identity. They're struggling. They don't have the answers, and I don't know what I'm watching. Brady didn't have the answers. Meanwhile, Devin Duvernay, what do we say about him, Sam? Speed killed, and he was killing them on the defensive side of the ball. 24-13, Baltimore, late fourth quarter. Brady needs a comeback. Big moment here. Kate Otten, this is a rookie tight end. Looks like a six-yard touchdown as Brady finds an extra time and throws it in. But hold on, offensive holding, call it back. Donovan Smith can't believe it, but that's the right call. Fourth and goal. Keep an eye on Leonard Fournette. Everybody 
Murray moves early. The ball is snapped late. It's another penalty. The Bucks have to settle for a field goal there. The frustration from Brady again. Under a minute to go. Brady, he threw for 325 on the day. That's Julio Jones. It's a one-possession game. So, Sacho, it comes down to the onside kick. But it didn't. Even though it was 27-22, this game was not even really that close. I know they got that late touchdown, but it wasn't as close as the score indicates. Brady falls to 3-5. and five. Here he was after the game. You know, I think we struggled pretty much at everything. You know, we just struggled in the red area, struggled in third down, struggled in the run game, uh, two-point plays, um, short yardage, and backed up, and start first quarter, start of the third quarter. Not very good offense football. You know, that's a man who almost always looks like he has the <clears throat> answers. And right now, he looks like he is searching. Ryan Clark able to join us this morning. RC, the question is simple. Watching what we are watching, a three-game losing streak for the first time in 20 years, is it over for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, yeah, it's also for this team, as in this team can't win a championship the way it's constructed. This team can't win a championship the way it's playing. And obviously, we were all so excited, or everyone was so excited because it was Thursday night football and no one ever scores points that we watched them do what they were able to do on the first drive. They ran the football, got into the play action passes. But as you saw in the highlights, you miss Mike Evans when you have a clear opportunity to score in the back of the end zone, compounded with last week Mike Evans dropping the first big pass of the game when you could have gone up 6-0 on the uh, Carolina Panthers. And so when we watch this team, this isn't the championship team we saw two years ago. They don't play defense that way. And once the Baltimore Ravens understood that they didn't have to be something different to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they started to dominate. And so if you're Todd Bowles, you have to figure out a way that Byron Lethwich can get this offense going with incompetent blocking, with no chemistry between the quarterback and the outside skill players, and also no run game, and a defense that is a shell of itself, even from what it was week one and two. This is a team that is going down the drain and spiraling fast. And if they don't do something quickly, we won't even be speaking of Tom Brady down toward the end of the season or in the playoffs. And that's not something we've said for the last two decades. No, I mean, and literally never in his career. At Nico, again, nine years you played with him. You know, I feel like I remind the audience just how well you know him and you've been there in the good moments and the very few comparatively bad moments that he's had over the course of time. When you see him after the game, just searching like that. What do you think is going on in his head? That he hasn't been in this position in his whole career. So you look back to where they were last year and where they're at right now at this moment. I don't think anyone would have said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to look or have a three-game slide like they've had the past three weeks. So, again, you watch this team, and not only are they struggling offensively, defensively they're struggling. They start the game with a muff punt, which that's bad football. That's not winning football. If you expect to play in the playoffs to be competitive at any point, you cannot play play like this. You cannot give up uh, 231 yards on the ground against uh, rushing against mm -hmm. your defense. There's no way you can win football games that way, forcing zero turnovers. So again, I think that the Tampa Bay Bucks at this point right now, yeah, their division is weak and they might have an opportunity to win the division. But beyond that, 
I don't think they're going to do much. So, Brooke Pryor, for the, A, happy birthday. B, <laughs> happy she birthday. gets in here at 6 o'clock in the morning, immediately opens the laptop, and it's just writing nonstop. Because that's what you do. So, so, so how do we write the story at this moment of Tom Brady, where he is uh, something I don't think any of us ever expected to see? What is the story right now? Greeny, I wrote this story. I wrote it last year with Ben Roethlisberger when I saw the end of his career in Pittsburgh. It, it's not pretty for anyone in the NFL at the end of their career. And I think it, it, it's a sad reality that if you don't know when to step away, and it's a hard thing to do. I'm going to be in the nursing home probably still filing stories. It'll be to a blog. Nobody's going to read it. I'm not going to be on the national stage like this. But it's almost like you know Brady's at a blackjack table. He's on a heater. Things are going great. But it's 2 a.m. and you have 16 and you don't need to hit again. You need to walk away while you're up. And he didn't. And this is what he's left with. This is what he kind of has to just make sense of. And it's going to be ugly the rest of the season because he didn't know when to say no. So, Saj, we can talk all we want about Tom Brady. He's the biggest star and the greatest player in the history of his sport. But the little bit of football that I know in my life, I will say that when one team rushes for 231 (laughs) yards and the other team rushes for 44 yards, it isn't the quarterback who was the only problem last night, right? Oh, by no means. He wasn't the only problem. He was part of the problem. But that run defense used to be the pride of Tampa Bay. I mean, Todd Bowles, for histor- historically speaking, he has one of the top-ranked run defenses in the NFL. Yet last night, they got ran all over them. I mean, specifically, the defensive linemen were getting knocked back. They were getting double-teamed into the, into the defensive backfield. You had linebackers getting pancaked. You had missed assignments. It was just bad football all the way around. But you do have to attribute some of that obviously look at some of these plays right like you're getting guys getting knocked back looking like safeties right like DBs linebackers looking like safeties you're getting people getting pancakes you're getting uh, 200 yards in the second half the formula could have been for Tampa Bay we're going to play defense we're going to figure out our offense even though Tom Brady's struggling but that can no longer be the formula if the defense is playing this way. But that's exactly what we expected. Remember, they go back to the beginning of the season. They beat Dallas week one. They give up nothing but three points. We figure, okay, they've got a dominating defense. Give Brady and the offense a little time to figure it out. Gronk will eventually come back, and they'll be right back to looking like a super zone. Well, RC, like none of that has happened. Literally none of the things that we expected to happen for this team have happened, and that – more than anything, I think, sums up where they sit, RC. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the reason you got to play the games, though. I mean, we always can do all this prophesizing in the offseason, and this is what a team is going to be, or we can see the team week one and say what they're going to be week seven, but that's not how it works. Teams evolve, right? Buildings evolve. Organizations evolve. And what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't doing is evolving. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't becoming something that they, can, uh, that they didn't expect to be in the beginning of the season. When the defense starts to falter, what's the adjustment that you can make when you don't have a run game or an offensive line that you expected to have coming into the season. What does Byron Leftwich do? How does Tom Brady adjust his game? And when you watch the way that this team is playing, everything seems seems uneven. Everything seems forced. And so now, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are still in the hunt to win the NFC South some kind of dang way, what do you do? 
How does Devin White and Levante David, how does Vita Vail, how do you find a way to stop the run? How does Tom Brady make a pass or, or, or complete deep uh, balls with Mike Evans, unlike we've seen in the last two games, unlike we've seen down the stretch? I do not know that answer, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to figure it out right now because if they don't, they're going to become irrelevant with the greatest football player that has ever lived quarterback in their team, and that almost seems impossible. That, that, that is a really perfect way to put it. And, and for those who are wondering, how about the, we're going to talk about the Ravens in, in, at length. I promise we will get to it. But, Cindy, put the standings back up there again, and let me point out something that could happen this weekend. Carolina plays Atlanta this weekend. If the Panthers win that game, they will be in first place in the NFC South. A team that is has given up on its season will actually be in, in first place in their divisional standings, which begs the question, before the trade deadline, which is Tuesday, do they try and get Christian McCaffrey back? <laughs> you call up San Francisco and say, hey, we were just kidding. <laughs> call up Matt Rule. Hold on a minute. Maybe everything isn't exactly what we thought. I'm not kidding. They will be in first. The Carolina Panthers have given up on their season, and they will be in first place in the NFC South if they win this weekend. As you saw, our analytics still think the Bucks will wind up winning that division. I'm not even sure at this point what that means. Again, we have plenty on Lamar as we continue. Just getting started on this uh, football Friday. We'll talk about this from the Ravens side. Action Jackson, huge second half. Is Baltimore the biggest threat to Buffalo in the AFC? Are the Ravens true Super Bowl contenders? Plus, Aaron, desperate. Is there any way his Packers pull off the upset of the year? We've got it all on the way on this Football Friday on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. 
So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. We are back, and the game is called More or Less Looking Ahead to This Weekend. Hey, Ryan Clark, will Jalen Hurts uh, have more or less than one and a half passing touchdowns against Pittsburgh? You know what? I'm going to say he's going to have less because he's a guy that's averaging less than that a game, but this run game is so big inside the red zone, and they use him as a quarterback, so you get the duality of it when you can do the zone reads and get him outside on the RPO, so I expect him to run the football when they're in scoring position, so it'll be less than one and a half. All right, next stop, Ninko. Tyreek Hill, will he have more or less than 81 and a half receiving yards against the Lions? I'm going with more on this one. You know, two is going to be looking for him often and early. Again, playing the Lions, we know the Lions have struggled defensively. So I'm going with more. We know he's the go-to guy. He's the target in the offense, and he's, there's always going to be a design play for him. So he's going with more. I'm thinking 100. 100 yards for Tyreek Hill. And then Sunday, Sacho, Sunday night, Aaron Rodgers, more or less 243.5 passing yards in Buffalo. He will have less. He's playing against one of the best defenses in all the NFL. But not only that, this is his lowest completion percentage since 2019. This is his lowest yards per completion ever. So you're playing against an unstoppable force, and you are not even at your best. Aaron Rodgers will have less. Then 243.5? Yes, it it is the unstoppable force against the very movable object, uh, and that is what it has been so far for Aaron's Packers. And candidly, it's been quite a week for Aaron Rodgers, going back to when they lose to the Commanders on Sunday. Then he goes on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday. Let's sort of go through the week that was for Aaron Rodgers. Guys who are making too many mistakes shouldn't be playing. Got to start cutting some reps. And maybe guys who aren't playing, give them a chance. People don't think I need to air that stuff out. That's their opinion. But I'm doing what I think is the best interest of our guys. I'm alerting everybody that this hasn't been good enough. One of those guys has a problem with it. I'm right here. Yeah, I'd love to have a conversation. All right, so there's been so much talk on this show about what he said. I'm going to get to the game in a minute. If you have a conversation, you will get cut right off the right here. I I have to hear R.C.'s take on this, just seeing his face. I've not yet heard. R.C.'s relationship with A.A. Ron is well documented. What did you make of the week that was for Aaron Rodgers, R.C.? Hey. Aaron, hey, Aaron must be back on them shrooms right now, bro. Like, come on, Aaron, man. Like, you can't. Come on, guy. You like, you can't do this. And and I get it. I, I get what he's saying, right? I, I get the bravado and the arrogance and the confidence that comes with what Aaron Rodgers has accomplished in his career. You know, one of you guys don't like what I'm saying, then you can come to me. Well, first off, he actually didn't point out anybody specifically. So, you ever heard that saying, a hit dog, a holler? Now, if if you come to Aaron Rodgers, you know you're the guy messing up, and you basically admit it. You're talking about me. So that's the first reason you can't come to him. Here's the second reason. Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to me to be the we can have an adult conversation and walk away like men type of person, right? He doesn't seem to be the dude that I can walk up to as Ryan Clark and be like, hey, man, look here, bro. Like, I think you need to stop throwing your teammates under the bus. I think you need to focus on you. Let's use the thumb more than the pointer finger and figure out a way that we can get this together. Because the one player that can be talked about in that locker room is Aaron Rodgers. We can say, he can say whatever he 
wants to about Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers ain't getting bitched. Aaron Rodgers is not going to lose his Hall of Fame status. The rest of these dudes are just trying to figure it out. And so while trying to, you know what? You know what's happened? Last week, somebody went up to Aaron Rodgers, and we said, and they said, Aaron, we need you to lead us. Aaron, we need you to drive the bus that leads this team. Nobody in the world knew that he was just going to keep it in reverse and run over his teammates the whole time. The problem is this, man. I get it. He's at a point where he can say what he feels. Regardless of how loose he is in the head, there's no way he believes this is best for the young players on his offense. This was a bad move by Aaron Rodgers. He can accept it as a bad play. He cannot accept it as a bad play. But this is helping nobody in that locker room, including number 12. I would disagree with that, RC, because I think he's – I honestly think that Aaron Rodgers is doing whatever it takes, right? He said, man, I talked to these guys privately. That obviously didn't work. Now I'm going to air it out publicly. Hopefully that works. We're about to play the Buffalo Bills, who we have no chance against. We are a double-digit <laughs> underdog for the first time in his career. And so he's like, man, if I don't – if me talking to you at practice, after the game, before the game, in meetings, if that doesn't work, let me go say it publicly. And oh, by the way, I'm going to double down on what I said, not because I don't like you or hate you, because it's the only chance we have. I need to get somebody to wake up. And so I don't mind it. This is who Aaron Rodgers is. And he's – obviously no one's going to talk to him. Who, who on that team could say any – as soon as you start the conversation hey Eric bye you're gone you're cut like you're the guy who's gonna leave not only that but he's so intimidating I would like slip him an anonymous note (laughs) (laughs) I would like write a little note like um I didn't love the way you handled this let's leave it that we we spent the week on whether we handle it right or wrong let's get to this here's the question Sacho yeah the question's on the screen how do they pull off the upset in Buffalo they don't Okay. <laughs> they don't. Right. I mean, they asked me this question yesterday. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, my first thought was, uh, I mean, they could, no, that would, well, no, they, they don't. They, they just, there's no, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Any chance. They pray, they, what do they, they do? They pray that everyone has bubble guts and they have some issue going on. They might, <laughs> they might have had some food, but they hope that bubble something guts. is, yeah, that you, you know get the bubble guts. You never have that? Guts. You never had that before? You I hope little, not. Well, <laughs> so, RC knows what that is. Yeah, everyone's had a little issue every now and then. But anyway, let's think about, Oh, you don't, RZ? Come on now. Anyway, yes. I know what it is. I'm yeah, saying, you know what it is. Everyone knows what that is. And so Buffalo's you, a bad place to have bubble guts, too. They it is a bad locker room. room. Remember we uh, talked about the locker room. room. It's like There's only one, one toilet. Yeah, it's terrible. There's one you stall. You don't know what bubble guts are. Well, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put the picks up on the screen. Brooke, help us here. Any ch- Do we see it? Okay, well, there's yeah. a lot of bills down there, and even I can't disagree Come with on, it. Come on, go against Brooke, it. You want to go against it? I usually go oppo, but I can't do it here. No, ten and a half points we could talk about. Who's going to win the game that's not even? I, what look, do you think? Maybe I was sipping on the ayahuasca. I don't know. But when I got that question, my first thought was like, oh, the run game. Like if – and I – Clearly, you saw my pick. I don't think that they're actually going to win. But if they're going to at least cover, I mean, lean on your run game. That's the best part of this offense. If you can keep Josh Allen off the field, win the time of possession, you at least even it out a little bit. To me, those are the most reliable threats. But, again, I was – it, it's it's not. They need to run the ball as they haven't all year. Yeah, and okay. they need to play defense as they haven't all year. They need to do the things they haven't been doing they that we thought they, they were supposed to be good at. And, and they need to do it at the best team in football. And the issues are the team that they're playing, they're the best at some of those things. Right. Like Buffalo's the best on third down. Josh Allen is the best quarterback on third down, specifically third and short. So that's an issue. And then turnovers. I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't usually turn the ball over, but Buffalo has 10 picks on the year. That leads the NFL. Six different players on the Buffalo 
Buffalo Bills have interceptions. They've only allowed six passing touchdowns. And so all the stuff we're hoping for, like the way that the way that the Green Bay Packers could find a way to win, Buffalo doesn't allow. The one way, the only way is you have to score points. You have to score a lot of points. It's not, can we run the football? Can we win the time of possession? No, you have to keep up with Buffalo because you know that Buffalo, they're going to score points. They're going to score touchdowns and not kick field goals, so you got to score points. Oh, by the way, Alan Lazard is probably not playing the best oh. and an only really reliable receiver uh, besides Randall Cobb, who's also not playing. So uh, not Everything good. that could be going against Aaron Rodgers right now is none of us see an upset coming. Let's take a break on that thought. we got to get back to last night as we continue. Brady frustrated or the Bucks broken. You will hear what one of our reporters witnessed from Brady after this game last night that might be the most telling thing you will hear all season long. That's next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up. And if you're just joining us, let me show you quickly what happened last night. Game of the night. Fascinating in Tampa. There's Tom Brady. Started well for him and his team. Touchdown Leonard Fournette on the opening drive. Their first first quarter touchdown of the year, Sacha. And you thought that Tampa Bay was going to win this game the way that they were, they were playing in the first quarter. But then everything turns in the third. Lamar Jackson, Kenyon, Drake, Ravens tied up at 10. And then it was Isaiah Likely on a night, Nico, where they had a lot of injuries. Mark Andrews goes down. Rashad Bateman went down. Isaiah 
Isaiah likely stepped up. Somebody's got to step up. When you have moments like this, you're going to have adversity during the season. Somebody's got to step up. He had six catches last night. Ravens a 17-10 lead. And then just the miscommunication. Mike Evans in the end zone. Sacho, this is terrible. Oh, you you got to hit this. And I don't know what was going on, but there were throws like this all day. From the first pass he threw that should have been picked to nearly the last pass. There was three or four passes that should have been intercepted. And on the other side, what are the two words we think of when we see Devin DuVernay on this week? Speed kills. He had that big kickoff return for a touchdown. He's a speed demon. 24-13 Ravens. In the end, the Bucks actually do find a way to get in the end zone. Julio on a fourth and goal. They make it a one-possession game. They have a chance for an onside kick at the end. They don't come anywhere near recovering. And as Sacho said earlier, the final score not indicative of how one-sided this game felt. And afterwards, our Jeff Darlington observed this in the Buccaneers locker room. Actually, a vibe I really haven't seen, uh, I haven't experienced with Tom Brady after a loss. Maybe after a postseason loss, an end-of-season loss. But I've never seen this. Tom Brady sitting at his locker in full pads well after the rest of his teammates had taken off their pads. Most of the guys kind of clearing out of the locker room. Brady still facing the wall of his locker Full pads. Blaine Gabbert came over, consoled him a little bit. Some players came over and consoled him. It did not feel like a normal loss. So let me start with the longtime teammate. I mean, when you hear something like that, what, what does that say? That he's struggling right now. And, and you can see it on the field. You see it in, in some of the moments, emotional moments, and he's on the field and he's frustrated. And sometimes when you get in the locker room, you have all your stuff on. You're trying to just take in that moment and you're trying to figure things out in your head. And at this point right now, it, it's got to be tough for Tom knowing that he was close to leaving and then he came back, decided to come back for a Super Bowl run. And at this point right now, they don't look anywhere near what they were when they faced the Rams in, in that championship. You know, they showed uh, his dad was there last night they, yeah. on Amazon Prime. You saw Tom Sr. sitting there. And, and it made me think, RC, you know, Tom Brady is a guy right now who he just needs his support around him, whatever that is, because all of us, no matter how great we are, you have these times when you need a little help. And, and I think that, that that observation from Jeff Darlington was telling last night, RC. Well, I think I think one, you know, he he's miserable. Uh, whether people want to draw it to his off the field life or his on the field life, like uh, football has been a sanctuary for so many of us, and for Tom Brady, it's been the place where he's been able to excel not only individually uh, but as a team. And he's not doing that right now. And sometimes going home is so supposed to be a reprieve from a loss, the place where you can go where nobody knows that it happens or where your kids are so excited that daddy's home. It doesn't matter what the scoreboard says, but that hasn't been Tom Brady's life. And that isn't Tom Brady's life right now. And not to make light of it, but it kind of brings me to the thought of when the chicken sandwich was released at Popeye's and it had auntie sitting outside and she was just haggard from the day because so many people wanted the chicken sandwich. She just wanted to sit outside by herself and not make any more damn chicken sandwiches. Tom Brady's <laughs> done making chicken sandwiches. Tom Brady, Tom Brady has done all he can in this game. Tom Brady was retired. He decided to come back and play for this team for whatever reason. But this isn't a team. This isn't a Tom Brady team. And Tom Brady right now is not playing like Tom Brady. So I think sitting there in full pads, he's trying to figure out how does he change the fortunes of what's happening 
happening right now. And I think just as he couldn't figure out how to get his pads off, he can't figure out how to make this better. Mm. What do you think, Saj? Well, I had a friend, a mentor of mine, who we were talking last year, and I was trying to figure out life and future and decisions and how to say no to things. And, and Tom Brady had just retired. And he texted me said, hey, see, look, Tom Brady said no to the NFL. Tom Brady has strategy. So I'm, I said, oh, this is great. Like, I'm going to say no to these other things. I'm going to be <clears> focused, whatever. And 40 days later, <laughs> he unretired. Yeah. He says yes again. And I'm just saying, like, it Did hasn't gone well. Yes again? It hasn't gone well. I'm like, man, because that's going to be my example. If Tom Brady could do it, I can do it. He said no. He has strategy, all these things. I'm like, man, it's been 40 days and he's back. And sometimes saying no is the best thing you could possibly do. I understand there's this idea of, man, this could be great and the grass is greener. I'm going to go back to this thing and this dream. But sometimes using strategy and saying no is better than trying to go back to the thing that isn't good for you. What do you think, Brooke? Well, I think this is the consequences of his actions. I mean, look, it, it, they catch up to all of us at some point. And that's what we're seeing. To me, the starkest thing is, do you remember before the Panthers game that week when he was kind of joking like, oh, you guys, you really, you drove me to retirement. You did it. And he was kind of jokey and light. And now it's like, uh, it, it felt like he was almost in that moment. He thought that he could still get things back on track and he couldn't. It, it felt like now it feels like that was false hope. That was pink clouding. And it's the now the reality is sinking in and the vibes are not good. Right, I want to get to Lamar. But go ahead, RC, real quick. Final thought. Go. Like, it's just, to me, it's not about Tom Brady's decisions catching up with him. It's about time catching up. It's about the law of averages catching up. Like, eventually, the horseshoe that he's rode around with or the rabbit's foot, it's going to run out. Like, Tom Brady has done this for a long time. And the reason that we love him the way he do, we do is because it's been such an oddity, such an anomaly of what a person's career could be. And finally, this is the year that the team around him isn't good enough and that that he's not the Superman that can make this team better. But I'm not going to say it goes to him unretiring, not being able to say no, or a decision catching up with him. This is just football. Perhaps. And look, it ends badly for many of the all-time greats. I mean, I would give long-ago references. I mean, Willie Mays is a Met, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got swept in his last series. Sometimes you need, the great ones need the reality that it is really over presented to them for them to accept it themselves. And that, it feels like, might be what is setting in for Brady right now. In the meantime, on the other side, uh, an entirely different stage of his career. Lamar Jackson, 25 years old, and coming on and plays a big second half last night. And then after the game, took time to autograph a sign from a fan that said, pay him now. And then he high-fived the fan. By the way, his team is atop the AFC North, and he likes their chances the rest of the way. I feel like we're very close. You know, um, we're we right there, but still room for improvement. Um, the little mistakes we're still make, um, making out there. We, we, we changed those, and I feel like the sky's the limit for us. All right, so, so, so there's really two sides of the Lamar story, and, and there are going to be all year long. The contract mm -hmm. is going to be part of, you know, the pay him now. That's just both sides signed up for that being part of the discussion when they didn't get the deal done. But for today, that doesn't feel like the story to me. The story to me feels like, RC, as you watch these Baltimore Ravens play, and you watch Lamar Jackson yesterday in the second half when Mark Andrews is not out there and Rashad Bateman's not out there, and we're trying to think to ourselves, who might beat Buffalo in the AFC? Is Baltimore one of the teams you could see beating Buffalo in January? 
Uh, if I squint really hard, yeah, <laughs> they're one of those teams. I mean, I think so. So here's the thing about last night's game. Remember how they came out with 30 passes in the first half? Like they were trying to trick us, right? They were trying to show us something different that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hadn't seen. And that didn't really work. And in the second half, they said, you know what? We're going to be us. We're going to come out with RPO. We're going to come out with zone read. We're going to let Lamar Jackson be Lamar Jackson. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Kenyon Drake. We're going to use these players. We're going to go to play action pass in the red zone. We're going to find the highly unlikely Mr. Likely in the end zone. And everything started to work out because they said, you know what? We're just going to be what we can be. We're just going to be who we are. We're going to let Lamar Jackson be the greatest athlete that has ever played the quarterback position, and he's going to do it in his way. And if they play football like that, I think that this team is right in the hunt with the Buffalo Bills. But what's the difference, y'all? Can we finish in the fourth quarter? And I'm not just talking about Lamar Jackson. We put all this on Lamar Jackson. You got to finish games. You can't blow leads. Can the defense come up with plays? We saw them putting themselves in bad position after bad position in the fourth quarter, and it was penalties by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was bad throws by Tom Brady. It was drop footballs by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that didn't allow them to get into the end zone. Can that defense be better against Buffalo in the fourth quarter? If Lamar Jackson has to pass, if this team has to find a receiver on the outside to make a play, can they? Are they good enough for three and a half quarters to be right there with the Buffalo Bills? Absolutely. Can they make the plays in the situational football moments to win? That still remains to be seen. I failed to mention one important part of the story. For anyone who didn't see it yesterday, the AFC North feels like it's become a two-team race, right? Pittsburgh does not feel like they're going to be in it. The Browns have lost so many games. So it feels like it's going to come down to Baltimore and Cincinnati. And yesterday, it's horrible news. Uh, Jamar Chase, who's uh, outside of the quarterback, the best player on the Cincinnati Bengals and is having another magnificent season, is going to be out four to six weeks with a hip injury, which feels like an enormous loss for a team that last week passed for almost 500 yards. So factoring that into the equation, does this now feel, Brooke Pryor, like it is at the division you cover because you're with the Steelers? Does it feel like it is Baltimore's division right now to lose? Yeah, I mean, let's be real. It feels like this is Lamar Jackson's division because he is the reason why the Ravens are in the position that they're in right now. The thing that concerns me, though, is that while Lamar Jackson can do a lot of really good stuff, he can't throw the ball to himself. He does need some help. And when I look at the injuries that kind of piled up last night, Bateman, Mark Andrews, Gus Edwards, I mean, it... Those things concern me for them to make a deep run. I think that the AFC North is theirs, but I do think that they need to make some kind of move at the deadline to give Lamar some more weapons. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And people would want to ride off Cincinnati right now. But remember last year, they went on a run late. Mm -hmm. They struggled early. They went on a run late. So this is going to be a huge loss. Why? Obviously, Jamar Chase is – not obviously, but he's tied for number one in the, in the league with touchdown receptions for receivers at least, six. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Right? So, I get that there are two other receivers, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, that can make plays. But when it comes to making touchdowns, it's Jamar Chase. So, that's a big deal. But I think there's a way that this team can stay in the hunt. Maybe not the AFC North hunt, but in the playoff hunt. And then do what they did last year and make a run in that November, December timeline. That's when they got hot. Yeah. And that's when they really went on that Super Bowl run. And so, I can't write him off yet. If, if he does come back and he's fine. I mean, a hip injury is yeah. a, that's not a – I don't like the way it sounds. Again, you, yeah. hopefully the young man is fine. Go ahead. No, I, I just think that Cincinnati, they were trending in the right direction. Yeah. They, were, they had some good mojo going. They were looking good. Um, so, so this injury, does it kind of sidetrack that momentum that they had going on? And then you look at the Ravens. You know, the one thing that I feel like they need to clean up is their penalties. You know, they had seven for 101. 
if you have seven penalties for 100, basically a whole football field worth of yardage, like that can catch up to you in big games or in the playoffs. We'll see. Uh, the Ravens, with a big win last night, they have their first winning streak of the season. Tom Brady has his first three-game losing streak in literally 20 years. As we continue on this Football Friday, Zeke is another star in pain. Could the Cowboys be in trouble this weekend against the Bears? Someone here has them on upset alert. You'll hear who as we roll on. It's Get Up on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back on Get Up, and one of the really interesting games on the schedule for this weekend, Cowboys-Bears, and how much more will be depended upon from their quarterback in Dallas with the likelihood that Zeke Elliott does not play. He has that knee that got banged up last weekend in a game against the Lions. So the expectation is that Elliott will not play. Do they lean more on the passing game? And Dak Prescott in his second game back, you see our analytics overwhelmingly like the Cowboys this weekend. But as we put the picks on the screen, someone here has Dallas on upset alert. Oh. And that someone is Sam Acho. Sacho, why are you riding with the Bears? Part of the reason is the way that they played last week. And not just, oh, you beat the Patriots. No. It was one of those, for me, it feels like one of those like season-shifting moments or maybe uh, trajectory-shifting moments for the Bears. You win 33-14. to 14. So based off of that, you're saying, man, there's other games we could have won. We had a drop pass in the end zone in the very fourth quarter. Could have won that game. Mm -hmm. We were up against Minnesota. They, we, they took it from us as we're driving the last minute. Right. Could have won that game. Beat San Francisco. All those things. But outside of that, you're the number one rushing offense in the NFL. You're averaging 181 yards per game rushing the ball. Cowboys running defense isn't that great. They're 20th, right? So you know you can run the ball. You also have a top 10 defense. Your young guys are playing good. Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon. And so I think this is one of those games where Though people will not give the Bears a chance, like they didn't give them a chance in New England, they're, they're always around. They might find a way to win this game. You know, RC, uh, we made a big deal of this on Tuesday morning. The Bears had called, <coughs> pardon me, 13 designed rushes for Justin Fields in their first six games combined. Monday night alone, they called 12. So I actually like the way Sacho was thinking that maybe this is a little bit of a change in philosophy. We saw the Eagles do that with Jalen Hurts midseason last year. Change the philosophy. Let the quarterback with all the athleticism start running with the football a little bit. I like the way you're thinking. Does that mean they beat Dallas? I don't know. RC, how do you see it? 
Now, I think this game is a lot closer than people are going to give it credit for being right now. It's not just about Ezekiel Elliott being out. It is somewhat of a shift that we've seen in Chicago. And I'm going to say this, that people might call BS on it. Outside of Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields is the most explosive, athletic quarterback we have with the football in his hand. He's mm-hmm. a guy who's a true low 4-4 quarterback. He's a guy who's also big and sturdy and able to take hits. And so I think when he has the football in his hand, it adds a total different dynamic to who the Chicago Bears are. And I said this yesterday. I did some radio about Jaden Daniels, who plays quarterback down here at LSU. And I said, sometimes when you call runs for quarterbacks who are extremely athletic, it makes them better passers. It gets them into the game because they're more football player than just quarterback. And I believe that about Justin Fields. This game is going to be close, but in the end, I believe the Cowboys find a way to close it out because of the way this team rushes and turns the football over defensively. Let me get the pride of Joliet, Illinois in here. You want me to, you want me to sure, get into give me a little. It? All right. Well, first of all, where do you live? You Real live quick. in Chicago? Oh, uh, uh, neither here nor there. You played for the Bears? Yeah. You played for the neither Bears once? Okay. Just, but if I was going to get into like in, in a, another personality, maybe like a, a super fan of the Chicago Bears, I might say that Sam Macho is the smartest man on this, on this earth. Okay? So, but, but first of all, let me talk about the best quarterback in the NFL. That's Fields. He's by far the best player. If, if, if we were going to put him in the Hall of Fame, I'd do it right now. But, but the Chicago Bears, of course, they're going to win this football game because they're the Bears. They're the best team in the NFL. But if I was going to be Rob Ninkovich, um, just speak from the heart and be a realist, I would say that the Dallas Cowboys are a better football team and they're going to win this matchup. Brooke, put a ribbon on it. I, I wish that I had a, a, a split personality here, but look, I, it's I think, easy. You just <laughs> is it easy? Uh, look, I I think that it's still going to be the Cowboys, but look. What Dak cannot do is go back to being Superman. Leave the cape at home. Still let Tony Pollard is a good running back. In your pass pro changes without, without Zeke, you don't have the weapons that you've had in past years. I think they need to be sound, don't get cute, and don't be Superman. All right, let's leave that there for the moment. We'll pick a whole bunch more games as we continue. But we have a very interesting college weekend ahead, and Desmond Howard is standing by. College game day will be on the campus of Jackson State this weekend ahead of their matchup against Southern. It's the second time game day is on the campus of an HBCU and our Desmond Howard caught up with their legendary coach Deion Sanders. If the phone rang before this mission was complete, if it was a call from the NFL or the Power yeah, Five, I'm not, I'm not so that, no means. only only one you would answer would be the Power Five. I would entertain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to. Going to the Power Five don't change my lifestyle. Right. But guess what? It changes my coaches. I'm a moment kind of guy. I'm going to dominate this moment, man. Understood. Yeah, then I move on to the next moment. But right now, I'm going to dominate this thing. All right, and so Desmond Howard is with us here, as, uh, as we love to do on Fridays. How would you describe what Dion has brought to this campus, what he means in this moment, uh, in, in the, the setting in which he currently sits? Yeah, Greeny, well, um, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, has been probably the biggest hire in college football in the past 10 years because of what he means, not only to this football program in Jackson State, but to Jackson as a community. I mean, he's brought so much attention, a big spotlight on not only Jackson State, but HBCUs in general. And he's also been able to bring in big donors and big supporters like Procter & Gamble, Pepsi, um, American Airlines, Walmart. So now he's been able to just infuse a lot of energy, too. I came here early to spend time with Coach Prime, 
And walking around here, there's just a, a, a spirit of, of optimism around here that they hadn't had in a, lot, a long time. And everyone, they really point at Coach Prime and his staff and what they've been able to do to give this community so much to be optimistic about. All right, so should be a really special scene tomorrow morning for College Game Day. In the meantime, I want to ask you about two big games in the Big Ten this weekend. Let's start with Ohio State at Penn State. The Buckeyes more than a two-touchdown favorite. How does Penn State pull off the upset here if they can? Well, they need to take a, a page out of the book from Notre Dame and what they did defensively against Ohio State's offense for three quarters. They're going to have to make sure that they can put some pressure on C.J. Stroud. I mean, man, he's a an extremely talented passer, but he's a guy who he wants to get the ball out of his hands quick if there's pressure in his face. And that's what you want to do. You want to eliminate the explosives, get the ball out of his hands quick, because if he gets his seven or five-step drops and he's able to set his feet and look at the defense, he's just going to pick you apart. He has that type of talent, and plus he has a very, very talented uh, receiving core. Now, they got a defensive back for Penn State, Joey Porter Jr. He's six foot two. 200 pounds, he's a shutdown corner. I would put him on Ohio State's best wideout and then double or put a shell around a zone type of defense around the rest of the, uh, the receivers. But they got to get pressure on C.J. Stroud, get the ball out of his hands quickly. All right, so that's something to watch for in the early game tomorrow. Then we got your Michigan Wolverines tomorrow night, primetime at home against Michigan State. Weird things happen in this game. How worried should the Michigan fans be? You, you know what, Greeny, you're right, man. Just weird things happen in this game, so you're always worried. You know, I spoke to some Michigan fans, and they say, this, this game is just always one of those crazy games. You don't look at the record. You don't look at the past games as far as what the team has done early in the season. Look at the Michigan State. Michigan State was on a four-game losing skid until mm -hmm. a week ago, and they beat Wisconsin in overtime. You don't even look at that film because you know the team that you're going to get in Ann Arbor on Saturday night is not going to be the Michigan State team that lost those four games in a row. You're going to get their best shot. This is their national championship, and you have to approach it as a Michigan Wolverine the same exact way. So we'll see what's going to happen. Michigan's a, I what, 21, 22-point favorite. Mm -hmm. We'll see if it ends that way, Greeny. We will find out. And obviously, Des and everybody will be watching. We'll see you tomorrow morning, college game day. Thank you, Desmond. And that's the primetime game tomorrow night on ABC. Kickoff 7.30 Eastern. You can also watch on the ESPN app. Meanwhile, speaking of Michigan men, Tom Brady, he didn't come back for this. It went from bad to worse for the Bucks. Can they save their season? We're talking about it next. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.